Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Today I want to talk to you about relaunching. Come on, shout out over to your neighbor. It's time to relaunch. It's time to relaunch. Last week I spoke about re-engaging. This week I want to speak about relaunching. And next week I feel God's put in my heart to speak about a reawakening. It's time to relaunch, I believe, to the original mission of the church of Jesus Christ. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Come on, what a day for the church to come back together. The church was formed 2,020 years ago on Pentecost Sunday, and I pray that the church is reformed. The church was birthed, I pray it's rebirthed. The church was awakened, I pray it's reawakened. The church was launched, I pray it's relaunched. Back to the original mission, the characteristics of the early church. You know, I woke up this morning with this in my spirit. I pray that the church of the end times looks like the church in the first times. I pray that the final church looks like the first church. I pray that our church looks like the church that we see in the book of Acts. I pray that we see healings. I pray that we see unity. I pray that we see powerful, supernatural, unexplainable events. I pray that we become witnesses to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I pray we turn cities. I pray we turn the hearts of mankind. And I pray that the Holy Spirit blows again on the church. That his very breath enters our bones. I pray that the vision that that the prophet saw of the dry bones coming together, we receive for ourselves right now. We pray a rebirthing and a regrowing. And we call to the four winds from the end of the earth. Come wind of God. Come breath of God. Re-enter the church of Jesus Christ. May we rise up out of dry places and out of dead religion. And may we come into a new awakening, Lord Jesus. A spiritual awakening, Lord God. May we be a church that prophesies, that encourages, that knows how to pray, and that loves one another like Christ loved the church. No longer may we have a form of godliness, but lack the power. The power is the Holy Spirit, and it's our promise. So come Holy Spirit again, like you came in Acts 2. Come in 2020, Lord God, like you came on the first disciples so are we your disciples so come holy spirit wind of god breath of god breathe on us god we need your anointing we need your fire we need your oil we need you lord jesus for the economy has failed us and the government has failed us and our trust in the structures and the things of men have failed us And what has education done in hundreds of years? We're where we always were. But the Holy Spirit brings things out of ashes. The Holy Spirit raises the church up in unity and in blessing, Lord. And so, God, come upon us, your people. You are all we have to hope in, Jesus. You are all we have to hope in, Jesus. You are our everything. So come, Lord Jesus. And relaunch your church, your people, to your purposes. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, all God's people said. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. I want you to open your heart and open your mind as I read this scripture to you out of the book of Acts. We're going to read what happened on this day to the church thousands of years ago. I'm going to Acts chapter 2. I forgot my timer, so who knows how long this is going to go. I'll tell you what, you got to bring your own Bible to church in the field, and you better learn these songs real quick, because there's no screens. So we're here at the real thing, Acts chapter 2. Bible says this, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. I want you to know the fire of God isn't just for some. It's not just for specific. The fire of God, which is the anointing of God, can rest on you. Rest in your life and rest on your home. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at the sound, the multitude came together. Come on, at the sound of the Spirit, the multitude came together. And they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? What does this mean? Holy Spirit, come show us what this means today. Come open our eyes and our hearts. And most importantly, Holy Spirit, come open our spirits to you. We want to hear from you right now. No other distractions. No other voices, no other agendas. This is your church, Holy Spirit, and we give it to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I believe it's time to relaunch the church to its original mission, which is to show Jesus to the world. I think it's such a powerful thing that we're gathering together here today, and I think it's an awesome thing what God is doing and it speaks to what kind of church we are. Unstoppable is our nature. And we are not unstoppable because of our own strength or our own wisdom, our own decisions. We are unstoppable because we have the spirit of Jesus Christ. The spirit that conquered death, hell, and the grave. It now lives in us. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, the very spirit of Jesus that was resting in that grave also comes on you. In fact, Jesus, he gave us a divine promise. He said, I will put my spirit on you. 
and you will receive power from on high. And the power will exist for a reason. And it won't be just to have awesome church services or, or moments where you feel tingling on your skin. But the power will be there so that you will be my witnesses. That you will stand for truth in an age of darkness. That you will be light in a desperate and needing generation. You will be my witnesses. And you will start in Jerusalem. But it will not stay in Jerusalem. It will go to the surrounding region of Judea. And then the nation of Samaria, and yes, even further to the ends of the earth. We are in the fulfillment of that promise and that prophecy of Jesus Christ, that we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. And do you know how God spread his church, or even allowed his church to be spread? Was what happened was the church met in Jerusalem. But persecution hit the church, and it caused the church and people, of the believers of all people, to fan out and go to Judea and Samaria because, yes, God will even use horrific circumstances to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what the last 10, 12 weeks have been have been horrific circumstances. But I am here to tell you we are still witnesses, we are still empowered, and we are still bringing a global awakening. And it's pretty amazing to me that over the last 10 and 12 weeks, we have had hundreds of thousands of people join us from around the world as we worship. And amazing how many of you have been sending the links to your family and your cousins all over the nation. And they're coming back to Jesus and they're coming to church and they're saying, you know, I'm a part of Awakening. And yet they live in Miami and they live in New York and they live all over the nation. Could God use a destructive moment to advance the kingdom of God, to show how his church is mighty, to show how his church is empowered, and to show how his church is unstoppable? And you might say, well, I don't feel unstoppable. I feel uncertain. I feel vulnerable. I feel nervous. And maybe you even feel still filled with fear. I want you to know that's exactly what the first disciples felt as well. Because even when God is working, even when God is moving, sometimes we can't see it all or understand it all. And that doesn't mean that he's not moving. It just means that we're human, that we see in part, but we don't see in full. That we know in part, but we don't know in full. But I can promise you this, when you get to eternity, God will turn you around and you will be able to look at your life and see all of the intersections where God had been after you and had protected you and had healed you and had guided you. And he done it with your family. And yes, he's done it with our church. And I'm praying that he continues to do it with our nation. The first disciples were filled with uncertainty because after Jesus made that promise that he will send his spirit he left, and he ascended into heaven. And for 10 days, the disciples were waiting in the upper room. Jesus wasn't physically there, and yet they hadn't seen the outpouring of the Holy Spirit yet. They were in a process of waiting. And isn't it interesting that waiting almost always comes before an awakening? That the process always comes before the outpouring. That the preparation always comes before the reviving. But make no mistake, even in the waiting, God is working. And I believe he's been working on you. And I believe he's been working on us. And I believe he's still moving behind the scenes in heavenly realms. And it does seem like there's a war going on in the heavens. But I do know that the end of the war 
ends with Jesus winning and a victorious, relentless, powerful church, which is the bride of Jesus Christ. And so I don't know what your past few days have been. I'll tell you what, we absolutely can now identify with the disciples. Ten, ways, ten days of waiting in the house. Ten days of waiting in the upper room. We're on day 75. So I pray we get a whole lot more of an outpouring that we've been waiting for a long time. They were waiting, but God was still working. God was still moving, and God was still preparing. And I don't know what these past 10, 12 weeks have been for you, but I know they could not have been easy. And I know there's been darkness, and I know there's been difficulty, and I know there's the temptation to not wait in stillness, to not be obedient, maybe to not let God do what he's going to do, but just try and move just because anything's better than this. And maybe there's the temptation to react or to be filled with anger or, or to, to, to rant or, 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 to, or to, to, to not know but to lash out. Or, or maybe for you it's been different. Maybe your instinct hasn't been to fight, but maybe it's been to fold. And maybe you say, you know what, I'm not so sure about God's promises I'm not so sure about his plans. It's amazing how many of us were hoping for great things in 2020, and it just all of a sudden went dark. And now we have the temptation to fold, to fall into apathy, to go to a place of unbelief, maybe even to blame God, to become frustrated and say, God, what are you doing? But I'm here to give you a new perspective that I believe you don't just have to fold and you don't just have to fight but we can prayerfully wait for a new promise. And God says that he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete the good work, that he's not done with you, and he's not done with our church, and he is not done with our nation. He's still working, and he's still moving, and I pray that God brings us out of this period of awaiting into a new era of awakening. I pray it's a new paradigm. I pray that the Holy Spirit shows up in a phenomenal, over-the-top, visible, physical, supernatural way. That all the world will know, we don't know what that is, but that's not normal. We don't know what's going on, but that is different. The disciples were prayerfully waiting. We're not going to just wait in apathy. Come on, let's wait with focus. Let's wait with prayerfulness. And say, Holy Spirit, please come. Please come. And I want to encourage you, don't give up that prayerfulness now. Double down on it. Holy Spirit, please come. When we feel helpless or nervous or something like we can't do, what we can do is we can wake up and pray. You know, last night, and this is one of those strange things. I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but um, my, my uh, uh, smoke alarms kept going off. Like, you know, uh, the, the beeping when they seemed to be out of battery and they were all going off at midnight and then at 2 o'clock and then at 5 o'clock and, and it was increasing. It just more of them, more of them kept going off and, uh, and they weren't ending and I couldn't figure it out and, and it, was, it, was, um, it was frustrating and you know I couldn't figure out is, is this because we're going back to church tomorrow? Because it's always Saturday night, something crazy happens, you know? And I couldn't figure if that, if that was it or if it was God showing me alarm, alarm. Awake and arise and begin to pray for your nation. But every time that alarm went off, I woke up and I prayed, God, 
We don't want uh, physical fires. We want supernatural fire that will come and cleanse and will change and will awaken and reset our nation. That God comes and brings massive, powerful change. But hear me, I believe he will do it through a prayerful people. Prayerful people. That we go to heaven, we say, God, we need you on earth. Ten weeks of no church. I'm thankful for the online, but God, we need you amongst your people. We need worship, and we need prayer, and we need unity, and we need outpouring, and we need cleansing, and we need supernatural signs. We need it. When the Holy Spirit moved in that room, after that period of waiting, he came suddenly because that's how God moves. It seems like nothing's happening until all of a sudden everything's happening. He came suddenly. And the Bible says that the fire of God entered into that room. And a great wind of God that also had a sound of God. It's almost a description of an earthquake, of a shattering. And more than that, the Bible says that his spirit filled the entire atmosphere in that place. There was an atmospheric shift in that room. There was a shift in the sound. There was a shift with the people. And the Bible says the fire from heaven came down and rested on the people. And it was a physical, visible signifier of what was happening on the inside. The Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the same thing that happened to Moses. When the bush was on fire, yet it wasn't consumed, that was the Holy Spirit. I want you to know God didn't just begin working in the time of Acts and end working on this day. The Spirit was present in creation. He was present with Moses. He prophesied through David. He was on Jesus, and now he has come on his church. And I pray physical signs happen, and they follow those who believe. Supernatural things. And they saw that something was happening in the supernatural because of signs they saw in the natural. And I believe that that God wants to show us supernatural things, and he will show us if we have eyes to see in the natural. And I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like more than ever, I am looking for supernatural signs. Because I don't know what the heck is going on. I have no idea what's going on. People say, Pastor, is it the end times? I say, you tell me. I don't know what's going on. But I do know that it's strange, that it's ungodly, and we need God's presence we need his spirit to come on the earth in a tangible and physical way. And I don't know about you, but I've been looking for signs, saying, God, what are you doing? And what do you want to do? I don't know how many of you guys saw yesterday the SpaceX launch uh, with the NASA rocket. I'm telling you, there was something spiritual about that event. Now, you might think, ah, oh, that's lame or whatever. Listen, I think God wants to show us some things. And sometimes he has to use a massive picture to show us a spiritual truth. And I don't know if you felt something in your spirit. I I've, was talking to some of the people and some of the prayer warriors in our church were, were texting us their perspective. And I believe God's doing something about it. But I'll tell you, when I saw that rocket take off, I began, to, I began to tear up. It moved me in my heart. And as it was going towards the atmosphere, I just felt in my spirit the word breakthrough. I was just begging that rocket, break through the atmosphere. It has just felt like there's been a cloud covering the earth or an oppressive atmosphere covering the earth. But when I saw that rocket going up, it just felt like I put my hopes on that thing. Like break through the atmosphere. 
open up the earth. Hear me, I don't want just a rocket to break through. I want our prayers to break through. I want the, something to pierce the darkness and let light come through again. I pray our worship breaks through and our church breaks through. And I pray your prayers break through. Now you might be saying, now Jordan's getting a little strange on me. Jordan's getting a little weird on me. Come on, man. It's just a rocket. Maybe it is. But I'll tell you what. I want to look heavenward. I want to look up again. I want to look into the supernatural again. I don't want to just accept what is because it is. I want to say there's got to be something more for us. There's got to be something more for your people. 75 days we've been crowded in the upper room and in fear. Holy Spirit, bring a breakthrough. Bring, bring a breakthrough and a reopening. Bring a relaunching and a reawakening, Lord God. God, we pray light into darkness, God. We pray supernatural into natural, Lord God. God, we pray your church rises up. Holy people, chosen nation, royal priesthood, set apart, Lord God, and use your people once again, God, in a mighty outpouring to reveal the supernatural. When the Spirit of God comes on the church, there is a mighty shaking and happening. And all of the sudden, prayer bursts out of the people. They can't help it. The Bible says they start speaking in a supernatural language. They begin to speak in tongues. And yeah, I'm going to talk about tongues on a Sunday morning. I hope you have a supernatural prayer language. Every single person in that upper room was filled with the Spirit and spoke in tongues. And if they get to get it, so do I. So do I. I want to speak in the tongues of angels. I want to pray into the heavenly realm. I want to tear down strongholds, schemes and plans of the enemy, old fortresses and places that the enemy called his own. We pray in the name of Jesus, tear it down, Lord God. Give back the heavenly realm to your people, Lord Jesus. As it is in heaven, so let it be on earth. And if you don't have a spiritual language, ask the Holy Spirit. Because I think he wants to give it to you. He wants to give it to you. And sometimes you won't even know what you're praying. Maybe you're weeping a prayer. Or you're groaning a prayer. But that's prayer. And it's the kind of prayer that touches heaven. And your heart breaks. And God says, come on, come into the secret place. I don't just want to rant and post. I want to pray. And I believe if just 1% of our nation begins to pray, we can see a radical, fundamental, complete and total change. But it's got to come through the church. When the Spirit came on, the people, the people began to pray. And they began to pray hard. And you know what? There was such a noise in their prayer and a difference in their prayer that, that the whole city, the Bible says, came to the church to see what's happening and the Bible actually says that people from every nation under heaven. The Bible's not speaking in hyperbole. It's saying that there was represented all nations that ran to this place. Listen, on the first day and the first hour of the church, God brings the whole world to its doorstep. And they're there with curiosity saying, what is going on here? And Peter gets up and he begins to preach. And thousands and thousands of people repent and are saved and are baptized into the church. Day one. Hour one. What do we see? We see a divine unity. 
in the church. It is a characteristic from the moment that the church began, a divine unity from different tribes and different tongues and different nations and different perspectives. Because see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He brings liberty and he brings unity. And I believe that that is one of the foremost characteristics that the church is called to have on it. And you know what? I believe it's one of the foremost characteristics our church is called and does have on it. We are a unified church and we are a beautifully diverse church as it should be so. As it should be so. And right now, our nation is reeling and it is mourning. And I mourn with our African and American brothers and sisters. And that man, George Floyd, we know had a great injustice done to him, of which he did not deserve in any degree. And it was out and out murder. And we mourn with them. And our heart is broken. And our nation needs help. And I feel, personally speaking, helpless. I don't know what to do. And I know I have a very limited perspective on this subject. But what can I even speak? I, I, I don't know. I do know that I can't fix the world, especially a world that is living under the work and the authority of sin. Racism is a great sin. It's a sin. And the sin ravage, ravages. It ravages people and it ravages nations. But the church is living under the authority of Christ, under the finished work of the cross. We are living under the authority of salvation. So we have grace. And when the Spirit comes, we have unity. And so I know that I can't fix the whole world, but I do know that I can help lead the church. And one thing I feel about our church is that it is beautifully diverse. When I look out, I see so many different faces black and white and Hispanic, sitting next to each other, worshiping together, joining each other's crews, praying for each other, loving each other, seeing each other in brotherhood and sisterhood. And I always felt like I was blessed because I had so many great relationships in the church with so many different people of so many different races. And I always thought that was a unique blessing of being an American, was that our nationality was made up of so many nationalities. And I always felt that blessing, especially in the church, and I've wanted it for my children, that my children could grow up every Sunday playing with other children that don't look like them, and yet they grow up together in love, and they become brothers and sisters together. That was my hope for my kids. It is my hope, and I pray it happens in this church. And if it doesn't happen in the church, I don't know if it can ever happen in the world. But when the Holy Spirit gets poured out, that's where repentance comes. That's where change has got to come. And as I said, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to do. But I do know that God loves his people. And I do know that God has called his church to come together in unity, that we look so different, but we are one heart. And we are one soul. And that we are come together, we are called, to, I believe, to come together under Jesus Christ. And he makes us brothers and sisters. That's our commonality. That's our community. 
And when one part of us mourns, we all mourn. And when one part of us feel like their lives don't matter, we say, your, your lives, black lives, they matter. They matter to us. They matter to God. They matter to this nation. And I pray, I pray that God comes in through the church and begins to help bring justice and healing and change. And yes, we are still dealing with the sin of slavery and it is exacting a very heavy cost. But I pray in our church that salvation comes and change comes and that the Holy Spirit is poured out. Thanks for listening to the Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.